Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games and beer. I'm Ben. I'm here with Adol. Hey. Hey. How you doing, dude? I had a bit of an adventure this weekend, uh, and none of it involved playing video games, and <laughs> most of the beer drunk was not craft. Um, it happens sometimes. But Can't yes. be craft all the time. No. Um, but yeah, uh, things are good. A little busy. This was supposed to be a week off. It felt busier. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm already, I've taught one of my seven courses today, as in one of the seven in the week was today. And I was just like, well, I'm done for the day. <laughs> <laughs> taught from 12 to 1. And I'm like, I don't have the mental capacity to be back in this shit. I need to get back in a routine. Um, but yeah, how about you? Uh, yeah, yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Day full of work, which has been very productive, very good. Weekend away as well with the family, and again, not much craft beer to be found where I was. Uh, a few, well, hey, few bottles of a few bottles of Goose Island IPA, a few bottles of, of Punk IPA. Um, I went to we went to a holiday park at the end of the season. They're having right. their like closing down sort of things. So uh, yeah, basically it was what they had left. Only one of the three bars had any decent beer and. I just drank Guinness for the for most of the time, oh, and man, then I haven't had a Guinness in ages. Yeah, and it wasn't even that nice, to be fair. Um, no, I've had much better stouts recently. Well, yeah, that, yeah. Um, and then yeah, I, I did drink some. I, I took um, a load of Cannonball uh, and a few other beers okay. down um, with me to have. So I did get a little, a little in. But speaking of craft beers, let's open up what we're going to drink this evening. What have you got to start with? Uh, I've got so I actually went to the supermarket this week instead mm. of a bottle shop because I realized that um, between you two, you guys don't usually go to the co-ops and co-ops have been oh, expanding yeah. their craft beer selection. So um, I've got a uh, toast, toast ale brewed by World Top, uh, World Top Brewery in Yorkshire. But they are a um, so toast. Here's a change. It's their craft lager, crisp, crisp, refreshing, and planet saving. Because I will read you their um, shtick. <laughs> food production is the biggest contributor to climate change, but one third of all food is wasted. We're here to change that. We brew our planet saving beer with surplus fresh bread. All our profits go to charities fixing the food system. Raise a toast, save the world. Cheers. Nice. Um, I think and I've had a beer from them. when Because I, I noticed it's in a can. Yeah. It used to be in bottles. I haven't had one from them for a long time. Yeah, so they've th- this craft lager is um, fresh bread, malted barley, and pearl, spalter, and mittelfra hops. Pilsner style craft lager. Nice, nice. Actually, I think the last beer I had from them was a collaboration with Wiper and True, which was last year at some point, maybe? I don't know. Um, I am going to drink a beer from a new brewery for me, um, from Saltaire. Mm. 
which is called Saltair Brewery. There they are, Saltair Brewery, um, from West Yorkshire. Uh, this is their Velocity Session IPA. Only a little, little baby, 4.1%. Um, they say not very much. Um, velocity, light, citrusy, refreshing. And that's it. It just says the allergens are malted barley, oats, and wheat. Uh, da, 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 da. And there's a little bit of text in German. That might just be... I don't know. don't know what that is. Who knows? So I'm going to crack this one open. See what it's like. Another another beer. Um, this one was actually from um, uh, from a supermarket as well. This one was from Tesco. Oh, nice. I think it's possibly now the only beer that um, I haven't had from uh, from Tesco. Uh, from their newer range of beers that came out not too long ago. It's the first time I've seen it, um, actually. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I don't know when that when it's appeared. Don't know when it came out in their um in their stores, but uh, there it is. So I'm gonna crack into this. I see a camera in your face. And I assume you haven't quite had a chance to um to have a sup of your uh, of your beer yet. Uh, no, I haven't. But I can do that right now. It <laughs> smells like. Oh, it smells kind of appley, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a bit of a. Yeah. So normally you get a bit of more like a nut, sort of. Well, maybe not on the nose of a lager, but yeah, it's, it's, it's it almost like it smells like lightly cidery. It's that sort of appley in the nose, and that's like the hmm. only note. Wonder if that's oh, to do with that. It's really crisp and refreshing, yeah. and nice. planet saving. Um, <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it, do, it definitely doesn't have the standard sort of nuttiness you get at the back end of a lager. Mm. Um. I'm actually surprised it's not nearly as carbonated as I would have thought. Yeah. Um, so there's not an effervescent crispness, but there is like a very strong, immediate, um, slightly fruity uh, taste that just sort of fades a little, and then you get you're left a little dry in the mouth. Um, mm. But it is it is actually what I usually want when I see craft lager, which is doing lager pretty well and not going too far out of its in um, environs. Yeah, nice. Versus sometimes you get these craft loggers that just seem to want to be a fruity IPA or something. Mm, mm, they, they've just taken that uh, that lager style and tried to be a little bit more experimental with it, make it a little bit bigger, perhaps. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Again, surprised by the appliness. I really want this to be more carbonated than it is. <laughs> you want something that maybe pops as well I think I mean I think that's just because my per personal mm. uh, one I want a lager is because I want something really like effervescent like really carbonated yeah um, but the taste is, is quite good nice good good um, you were saying I don't know whether it's just because you said it but this um, this Sauter the Velocity um Getting a lot, a lot of citrus on the nose, mm. but it does give me just a little bit of a. Um, it's kind of almost feels like it's um, it's almost edging towards sort of um, saisony, maybe farmhouse 
a um, little bit kind of apple just something that's maybe mm. slightly spiced in there. Just, and I don't know whether that's just the carbonation pushing all of that citrus towards me and then something else going on with the malts or something just to bring me something else. But this just has this little hint of something else to it as well. Jesus. That was very unexpected. Really? Mm. The 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 headlight's gone down a lot. Yeah. But it was it was right up on the on the top of the glass when I poured. Um a little little orangey, not not quite little um a little hazy. You can't quite see yeah. my thumb at the back there, but it's not it's not thick. Uh, it's just a little opaque. But that flavour Hmm. Hmm. Light citrusy, refreshing. Definitely citrusy. Mm. But at the back end, it's got this this bitterness that is edging on something that's slightly fermented for a bit too long. Hmm. Which is, I think, maybe why I'm getting that. You know, it's why I'm getting that maybe farmhouse kind of little bit sort of cidery kind of nature on the nose. I'm getting this. Not great aftertaste with this. That's a shame. I expected something a little bit more like you have, um, you know, a, a session IPA, but something that's um, that that is citrusy, something that's maybe edging a little bit more towards a sort of a, a, a lagery beer. But right, this is just I don't know that end. That that end is just not that nice. It's a little bit sort of hmm. edging between a bit too fragrant, a little bit too floral, a little bit perfumey almost, um, and that kind of slightly too fermented, fruity, appley kind of end on it. And it's just it, it clashes somewhere in between. So you're hit straight away with a little bit of citrus, and then this big kind of awkward flavour kicks in. Um, I don't know if this is meant to be like this. Hmm. I wouldn't say it's light. Wouldn't particularly say it's refreshing, but it's definitely citrusy. Hmm. Unlike yours, which was you know planet saving, crisp. Yeah. You know, it had all the hit all of those. Mine's not. Uh, mine's not quite there. Hmm. I shall have to drink this. Leave it. Let it sit for a minute and investigate some. Let it sit whilst we uh, whilst we chat. So this week. As um, as our listeners know, we have changed our recording date, so um, currently it's Tuesday. But I've still been putting episodes out on a Friday. It's quite nice for me to have a little bit of time rather time. than pushing them, you know, trying to push them the next day and trying to fit them in in the morning. But hmm. everything okay? Yeah, no, sorry. I thought you put your finger up because you wanted me to wait for something. Oh, I thought I heard echo, um, oh. but then it didn't seem to come through again. <laughs> This uh, happened last time, where it felt, it, it felt it like it did happen was, last time. Yeah. No, I've, I have checked everything. Everything is recording correctly. We oh, haven't okay. got to disappear for one second to, to uh, listen. Um, so timestamp on this fuck up. <laughs> nah, it's not. It's not coming out. It's fine. Roll straight. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's been quite nice for me having that little bit of a break and being able to edit a little bit slower, um, especially with last week's episode where we had um, a little bit of an issue on the um, on the audio not recording properly and me having to dub over things and there being a little bit of an echo and all those sorts of things. Yeah. So. What that means is that this episode's going up on Friday, so I can talk about the game I've been playing because I'm embargoed until Friday to uh-huh. not do 
or put any words down or say anything about it. But this will come out, hopefully, or I'll make sure it comes out after the embargo lifts. Um, so probably normal time on a Friday afternoon for right. us um, in the UK. And I've been playing a game called Sparklight, um, which I wrote down on my phone who makes it. I think they're called Red Blue Games. Um, I will just double check. Let's have a look who it's by. It is by, yeah, Red Blue Games. There we go. Um, it published, I think, by Merge Games. Um, so I got given a code for this. And I liked it. I'll cool. start off nice by review. saying that. Good review. I liked yeah. it. Um, so it's a, it's quite a short um, game. It's a bit of a sort of a top-down um, roguelite, very similar to something like Moonlighter. Um, it gave me kind of like a little a little hints of something like Stardew Valley, just in terms of like the music and kind of how oh, you okay. move between screens. You know, um, you're essentially presented with a, a screen. And your character, um, I think she's called Ada. Um, she can she can move around the screen. Whether she goes to the, the 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 top, bottom, left, or right, she moves into the next the next screen. And essentially, you are moving around this world. Yeah. You are fighting enemies, um, knocking down um, or blowing up rocks and things to collect uh, sparks. And um, you use these as the, the, the primary currency in the game. Um, it, it is a roguelike, so anytime you die, you just get taken back to the airship that you're on, and then you can go back down right. and do another run. And it is a um, it's procedurally generated. They call it fracturing in the game. So basically, when you die, the land will shift. And when you go back down, it's not going to be the same map as it was last time. So things have moved position. You know, Maybe a character that you thought was over here um, is now is now somewhere completely different. Enemies are all sort of randomised around, and uh, you're trying to move through each of the different sort of uh, environments on this one giant world map. And to do that, you need to defeat a little boss at the end. Um, and it, it all pulls together quite nicely to give me a quite a, a satisfying little loop. So I found, you know, quite quickly I'd die and I'd go back up and I'd come back down and I'd make it maybe five or six screens and then I'd, I'd collected some, some sparks, sparklight and um, gone back up and upgraded myself. Um, whether that was finding a, a little, it's not quite a dungeon, you find sort of rooms in which you find a blueprint and you get to test out a, a new item. And then once right. you get to the end of, of, of this sort of um, set of rooms or this building, you then um, you get the blueprint at the end rather than being able to take the item with you. So you then right. have to use Sparklight to purchase it up at a workshop up in the in the floating um, airship sort of town that you're in. Um, and it's got a few different little upgrade kind of things around, around that. Um, you can find more health and patches that you put on yourself. So you might get a quarter heart. So right. your health increases by a quarter heart if you've put that patch on. And later as you move through the game, you can combine patches and things like that. And obviously, collecting Sparklight all the time on every single run that right. you do to just continuously upgrade yourself. Is uh, there, are upgrades basically, they just infinitely stack? Or, or there's, is there some notion of like... Uh, only so many slots or so it's like yeah it's um it's a slot sort of system so you get a i think it's to start with it's a three by three grid 
um, as, a, as almost like a patch. And I don't know where, whether this is a patch on your person or where this is, but you're presented with a screen. It's a three by three grid mm. and a quarter heart will take up one square. And so you can have nine upgrades, nine single right. upgrades. Um, some of them, so increased damage with your wrench, because that's what you're running around hitting things with, a big wrench. Yeah, uh, That takes up four squares. So Ooh. then you can only have another five around the, you know, around. Oh, but that, also, that, if that it's a four square box, then even you couldn't actually put two four square upgrades in a nine grid because there's no exactly. functional way to exactly. Them. Yep. So uh, it, it, le- it's Resident Evil inventory management. <laughs> <laughs> Almost yes, yeah. Um, it's it, I did find that. Um, it makes you think a little bit about what you kind of want to upgrade first. So I saved up Sparklight knowing that I wanted to upgrade um, my, the, the, the patch and it increased then to, I think, a 4x4 four four square. Right. Um, so um, I had 16 tiles then to um, to, to play with. Oh, that's Plus, um, if you have a bronze um, patch with a wrench on, which is more damage, and you get another bronze patch with a wrench on, you can combine those to a silver, silver patch, to one yeah. single silver patch, and then you can use that. So you're constantly kind of building up your power and, and, and all of these sorts of things. And as you're moving through these different areas, fighting all these enemies, and then getting to the bosses, um, I think I found that, uh, that, that difficulty arc dropped quite a lot that actually the first area i found quite hard the second area when i'd managed to get into there uh i struggled with for maybe two or three runs and then suddenly i'd upgraded enough that i was just flying through and i flew through that area i threw through the third area i I flew through the fourth area as well and defeated the second third and fourth bosses all in the same run wow uh yeah uh, which I which was was unexpected. Um, I'd hit the second boss a couple of times before. Um, I think that was maybe the toughest one because I couldn't quite figure out the pattern that that, that um, he was doing for me to um, attack him on, uh, and found I was dying quite quickly on him. But but suddenly once I'd hit that, I did him, and I was in the mindset then of how kind of the bosses work, what kind of patterns they have, where you have to hit them and things, um, to to sort of see and be able to easily kind of get through each of them. Um, the final boss is tough, so I found that a, a, a bit of a, not a slog, but I definitely felt a few kind of cheap deaths um, during that, that final boss encounter. But overall, as a package, it's really nice. I mean, it definitely reminds me of Moonlighter. It's got a similar kind of art style to it, uh, similar in um, in sort of like the music. It's It's that kind of very whimsical fairy tale esque kind of land with a little bit of a steampunk kind of vibe to it slightly um and it kind of just gives you enough and i think i don't know how many hours i played um i got it yesterday i played oh, wow. uh, played a few hours yesterday played a, a, a couple of that i had a little bit of a longer lunch break today than i should have and uh, and finished it out because i knew i was getting towards the end i'm like right, right i know i'm pushing through with this but maybe only four hours perhaps it took me to 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 do it um obviously you could stay in that world and uncover every tile on the on the world map once you've unlocked everything and kill every enemy and go in every kind of little building in an enemy base and 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 those sorts of things so it does have a little bit to it that you could kind of stay a little bit longer than 
you know than than you need to on that on that path through or at least the way i found it that the path and the upgrades that got me um strong enough to then go and, and, and defeat all of those bosses and again that next jump up to the final boss uh right. but it's a it's a really kind of easy kind of game to kind of get your head around um and it it does invoke a little bit of, um, you know, of kind of 2D Zelda, um, those adventure games with the upgrades, with a few different items that you can use. It's maybe not quite as um, as deep as as either Moonlighter or, um, you know, or one of the 2D Zelda games. Uh, you're not going into dungeons with the items that you found and having to use them. A lot of the time, you will use. Um, one of the items that you've got from a blueprint to just pop up and open a box or unlock oh. something and that will then give you an upgrade or something like that um so you kind of you want them to be able to get stronger but they're they're not quite on the on the you don't you don't need them essentially right um, or at least that's how it felt as i was playing through i may be wrong maybe maybe wrong in that um at one point you do get an item which allows you to go into deeper water. So you may get like a little pool of water on your screen. Um, and you can go into the deeper, the, the, the darker part of it. And at some points there might be a whirlpool. And that will take you to a little um, underground cave which might have an upgrade or something like that in. And I can't remember if maybe that one I had to do. I had to use a whirlpool at some point. Maybe not. I, I don't exactly yeah. remember um but it does this 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 game does just do kind of enough to keep me uh hooked right really and and one uh, you know there's there's not an embargo until friday i didn't have to talk about it tonight yeah. i could have written something later in the week um Still but I've, I've i've stuck at it and i pushed through yeah. because i felt like i wanted to so what was the name again sorry uh sparklight but not, um, it's one word, and it's L-I-T-E for light. Oh, there. I see. Yeah. Um, I just was uh, curious what it retailed for. Obviously, there won't be reviews, because it's under embargo, but... Yes. And you, did you get this on PS4 or computer? I did get it on PS4, yeah. yeah. Because it's out for all the things, looks like. Is it? Uh, it comes out on the 14th. On Friday? Um, and... Well, that's real annoying. Sorry, uh, <laughs> the this the Steam page for it just says it's coming out. It doesn't actually tell you how much it's coming out for. Well, that doesn't help. Nope. I don't know. Sure, either. doesn't. They are broadcasting, so I don't know why there's an embargo. No, uh, I don't know either. They're, like the devs are playing right now. Release it does release on the fourteenth. Mm. Which would be Thursday. Um, yeah. Actually, I think I think the embargo might be Thursday. Actually, I'm saying Friday. I think the embargo might be Thursday. Any kind of recorded um, footage and things. I think a, a Friday. I think uh, it comes out on Switch as well. And yep, yeah, it's on everything. I believe. Um, and the Switch cost because my default. Oh, this is so annoying. Uh, it's twenty one dollars Canadian. <laughs> um. And I'm going to stop looking because I thought this would be a cheeky side search and it's turning out to be a big pain in my ass. It's, I mean, <laughs> PS4, Sparklight. Yeah, even though I've, I've just searched, I've just searched Sparklight PS4 and not, and the store doesn't, um, have it yet. The store doesn't pop up. I don't know uh, why my, why is, 
Why is oh, it? Okay, when... it's twenty quid. Okay. On base.com, it's twenty quid. Uh, three sixty five games.co.uk. The signature edition is forty. Thirty eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's a, it's a it's a mid tier slash mid mid tier, I guess. Yeah, it feels a little bit smaller than that. It feels a little bit sort of uh, a little more indie. Um, there are there are several bugs in it, which mm. hopefully will be kind of ironed out. Um, um, uh, how, a couple how of big times. Sorry, sorry. How, what types of sorry? How, um, so there's there's a there was one where um, you you go into sort of like an enemy base, and you you come onto the screen and you have to either defeat some enemies or do a little bit of. Um, light platforming to hit a switch and then jump through a hole in the ground to go to the next kind of level down. Right. Um, and there was one point where there's two big burly kind of pig mutant enemies and um, every time I encountered the two of them together, if you get one it's fine, but if I encountered the two of them together one would one would sort of, um, its movement would be um, bugged and it would kind of float across the screen a little bit rather than mm. kind of walking and then suddenly it would appear off screen and you could maybe see just its foot or if it was down the bottom just its head or something and then there's no way of me being able to get to that so I just had to quit and uh. and, and start again and that only happened maybe two or three times I think um, they are kind of the the more egregious um, uh, sort of bugs that I found. Um, there's a couple of sort of sound issues and things, but I would imagine that these are easy things for them to to, to patch out, kind of you know with a with a day one patch. Um, so uh, it's 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 kind of not really to the to the detriment of the game. With it being a bit more of a you know with it being a roguelike, I didn't really feel like a huge amount of my progress had um, been hampered. It had only been maybe the last, say, um, five, ten minutes on a run through that I'd lost, and I'd lost those sparks. Right. You know, with it being a rogue, like all of your upgrades and um, sort of your 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 power progress yeah. remains across every run. It's only the sparks. Uh, no, you take the sparks back with you. Actually, sorry, it's only the um, the additional kind of little items or power ups um, that you pick up through the world on the run that that. Come okay, out so of you um, on the end. So yeah, there's a there's a few little things you can you can set a bomb which will sort of explode rocks or trap enemies. Okay. You can fire off um, like uh, I don't know what you'd call it, but it essentially shoots a um, shoots a projectile in the in the eight cardinal kind of right. um, directions. And um, there's there's a few different things. It's stuff that you know you yeah. can heal yourself or become a little bit faster. Stuff like this, which only lasts a little bit of time, and they all disappear when you when you die, basically. Right. Um, but they're kind of a little bit key in in building up, especially for the the boss battles. You know, it's a little bit better to have a few of those heals with you, or to be able to do a little bit of extra damage at certain times. You know, pop it and just be able to wail on the boss for a little bit. Right. So they become important in the run, and I I think I found that when I um, was hitting the second boss, and I think I probably died three or four times on him, um, that I knew kind of knew where he was roughly on the map so i could um because i did something and i got a i got a patch like a little upgrade that i could put on my little board that showed me where all of the boss buildings were right so i knew that he was over here 
So I could kind of make my way, try and make my way up to that and jump in to try and defeat him. And what I wasn't doing was going around collecting things, doing stuff and having these little power-ups to use during the battle. Um, or going around and becoming a little bit more powerful and finding different patches to be able to put on. And I think it was only then, once I'd figured that out, that I did a run, I hit the boss, I beat him, and then I sort of played that same way through the other two areas, through right. three and four, which allowed me then to very you know easily go in and, and beat those bosses. So it's a, it's a neat little package. Uh, it's fun. It held me and it, and, it, and it retained me for you know for its for its length. I wanted to play it. I wanted to get through it. Uh, so yeah, yeah it sounds like it, the only reason you the only time you felt like you might uh, want to stop but didn't was because you were close to the end. I think that's the right balance for a game. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think it's it's one of those, especially with it coming out at the end of this week, sandwiched in between a few big big games yeah i'm surprised at it's it's price point i thought it might have been um yeah if not sort of 12.99 15.99 maybe maybe a little bit less um you know down towards that kind of range um but it's definitely a nice kind of palette cleanser as well if you are playing one of these bigger games if you're on, on death stranding at the moment or if you've uh if you know that you're going to be playing um Whatever the, the Star Wars game is, Fallen Empire, Monkeys, Fallen Empire, Fallen Jedi, Fallen Order, Fallen Fallen oh, fuck, I, I lightsabers, Fallen Yoda, Fallen ah. Order. It was Fallen Order. It is Fallen Order. Yeah. Oh. If it was Fallen Yoda, it's just him on the seagulls video hmm. going over constantly. Um, yeah, it it would be a, a a good game to play in between these big releases. Yeah, basically. Not that I have been or will be playing these the big, big releases. releases at the moment. So that's yeah, I hear you. fine. It is fine. Life yeah. indeed does go on. It does. I am currently writing a um, a little piece, hopefully for the end of the week, um, on all about my FOMO for Death Stranding. And and for and for Fallen yeah. Order as well, obviously being a massive I, Star Wars so, nerd, I'm, I'm not quite huge, as hyped for it. But yeah, I was like, I'm a huge Star Wars nerd, and I think between the last two Battlefronts, mm. I just stopped caring about Star Wars games. <laughs> like I, I mean, I like, I was super hyped for them. I mean, I'm not playing a lot of games now, as we all know, um, but like I'm surprised that this looks pretty polished, and yeah. I'm like, eh. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Um, charting through the older games and um, making my lists on that app, I kind of have not revisited the Star Wars games in terms of playing them again, but revisited them in a little bit of you know in the memory palace, um, finding them on the app and and listing them in the um, on the console that I played them on, whether I beat them or not. So I'm thinking about them again. You know, actually, you know. Like Rogue Squadron, fantastic. Dark Forces mm, was good. Um, you know, various kind of Star Wars games that I know that I played. Oh, what's it called? Which one is it? With Star Killer, Force Unleashed. Oh, I loved that yeah. game. That game was really good. It wasn't, Number two wasn't, wasn't great. Uh, it it really did good. what you wanted. Yeah, absolutely. That exactly. It's exactly it. Yeah. It wasn't great, but it did what you wanted. I mean, the the Dark Forces. 
and then Jedi Academy games were great as a series. Um, Dark For- I, I tried to play Dark Forces One the other like well the other month, and I was like, "Yes, yeah, so this is why you can't be a completionist because this game is garbage. But it's one of the <laughs> first games that you had mouse look or whatever or something oh, like that. Was it? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but like." No amount of good plot can make me endure that that type of game again. There's just yeah, better uses of my time. Mm. Uh, and I, I, so, I think they've, at least from what I've seen of um, Fallen Order, they've definitely um, they've definitely made a Star Wars game um, in that kind of that action platformer format. Whether it's a little more some people have said a little bit sort of metroidvania esque in terms of having to travel back to different places once you've unlocked certain powers and things like that to right. to um to uncover stuff or progress uh they definitely seem to have picked the kind of style that suits a big star wars release now um yeah. you know rather than say yeah they 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 pushed with battlefront you know first person shooters were hot when battlefront was kind of rebooted they wanted yeah. in on that of course they, they did, so fucking... they rebooted Battlefront and didn't go as planned. And now we're getting a bit more of a third-person action um somewhere in between kind of like Uncharted or... Um, yeah. yeah. I don't think, it's, don't think it's quite as much like that, but some of the things I've heard about sort of like the climbing, the traversal, the platforming does sound a little bit sort of Uncharted. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I haven't actually heard anything explicit about mm. it. I kind of just... It's, it's just not been on my radar, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, like, it, I know it's there, and I don't care, and so it's not like like if someone shares a link on a review, I'm like, eh. I, didn't, I don't yeah. even think I'll watch the last trailer. Mm, did I? I don't know. I probably did. I watched a trailer. <laughs> I just don't know if there's more than one. Yeah, um, and it's 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 almost the um, I'm, so I'm I, I kind of I want to play it. I am I am excited for it, but in a very kind of like mm, I'll get to it. I will point. get to it exactly. Um, unlike Death Stranding, which I am trying not to consume anything of and consume everything of that I possibly can. Um, you know, I don't want any of the stories spoiled for me. It's going to be batshit crazy, completely all over the place, incomprehensible. Who fucking knows? Yeah. Um, people who finished it obviously know. But I don't want that spoiled for me. I love Metal Gear. Um... I enjoy Kojima's games. He is he is fucking absurd. He is insane. He does some absolutely ridiculous things, but I like it. And yeah, it's your brand of ridiculousness. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I'm sort of just sat here like, mm, can't afford Death Stranding right now. Yeah. Really want to play it. Let's have a look at some people not playing it but talking about it. And um, Tim Rogers at Kotaku has done. I think I've watched about two hours of him. Just talking about the game, not Without playing it, revealing anything. Not the, it, absolutely, and he he does. I think his review is an hour long. Wow! And um, it's really it's worth a listen if you because obviously but he he's only showing anything. no, and he doesn't spoil. It. He's only showing like stock footage, but he really gets into it, and he's like, I have to review this um, as a game. I have to review it as a book. I have to review it as this, and he he really goes into. Um, I think he reviews it as a movie. Um, I think it's five five reviews rolled into one. Wow! Um, and he splits it. Obviously, he splits it up very well. But he goes into sort of like the the literature, 
that this um, is comparable to, the wow. kind of the movies that this is comparable to, like really gets into how Death Stranding kind of feels and was conceived and sort of the, the, the things that Kojima has taken from other staff. Um, and, and I've, you know, he, he very he compares it to a couple of sort of Japanese authors, uh, Murakami being one. I've read several of his oh, books. Oh, really? And there's, yeah, I there's, there's this Murakami. link between exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this is the thing. I mean, that, like, that's gotten me more excited for this game. I, I kind of feel like you and Lucy were much more up for this game than I was. Uh, I was sort of like, I'll let you guys figure out how bad shit it is, and then maybe I'll take a look afterwards. And I think Lucy's now gone the opposite way. And she's very much like, no, keep your delivery boy fucking simulator away from me. Um, Whereas I'm definitely thinking, oh, 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 oh. Please, please. No, I can't. And I've I've hovered over the buy buy now button uh, a couple of times, but it's still up at about forty-eight pounds. I'm yeah, thinking, oh, so just I can't, I can't. I'm not quite there. I might wait till see if, if it if it drops down. You know, if it edges towards thirty-five, something like that. Maybe, maybe a Black Friday sort of deal. I might find. Um, otherwise, it's going on the Christmas list. I think that's fair. So, you ready for another bit? Yeah, I am, and I have. Uh, oh, by the way, last beer was 5%. It was a 5% craft lager. Mm. Uh, now I have a thing called IPA 6%. Beardo. Bye, Beardo. <laughs> so I'm going to, because I have to, um, cultivating the finest facial furniture is a complex task. The discerning beard wearer deserves a tipple of hoppy intensity to complement their efforts. Cut through the fuzz with hits of a fruity citrus zing, an IPA for serious Beardos. Um... <laughs> And then it says, uh, because Beardo, beards are an international concern, best before and see neck. Weird. And then 6%, oof, that'll put hairs on your chest. And, and then they make fun of the pregnancy warning, I think. Not everyone suits a beard. It's actually just pointing to... The ingredients in German, so I think the, they fucked up their uh, their just their <laughs> graphic design. Uh, oh, will it focus? Focus? Mm, not quite. Oh, wait. Yeah, oh, they're right pointing. There. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not everyone suits. The allergens, weird. allergens. Oh, is it the allergens? Suits. Yeah. Oh, that's clever. Oh, I take it back. I'm just slow. Um, so while I remember that I need to open bottles with a bottle opener, why don't you tell me what you've got? I certainly will. I am drinking a beer from Olenot. Uh They are a brewery from Estonia. Um, I've had a couple of their beers before. But this is the, I think it's it must be Sutsu. Um, Sutsu Porter, which is a smoked robust porter. It is 5.4%. Uh, I do not get very much um, flavor text because can't speak Estonian. You so there's some stuff on here I can't pick out, but it's got barley malt, wheat malt as the allergens. There you go. Um, it does have, it does say a little bit robust and smoky. Sorry, robust and smoky ale. 
powerful, yet gentle enough to enjoy the quiet night by the fire. Goes well with roasted meats, chocolate cake, and aged gouda, which I don't have any of right now. So, I can't have those with it. But I'll have it by itself. I think it's the Sutsu Porter. Um, at least that's how it is... Um, how it's spelled, S-U-I-T-S-U. -S so we shall see. <laughs> Sorry. I just realized I was using the screen as a backdrop for the picture and took a picture that included the lens. Because <laughs> the camera's looking at me, capturing me, taking the picture, and displaying it on what I'm taking. Oh, fuck, I'm the worst. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, you were saying things and then Brilliant. I was tickled. Oh, um, I've been in the mood for stouts and porters, obviously. Yeah. With the uh, with the darker nights and the rain and the misery, all uh, all coming in for everybody at this lovely political time of year. Um, so yeah, it's um, I've got a few I've got a few left of the little delivery I had uh, last week, but this is the one that spoke to me the most um, to drink this evening. So. How is yours? Have you had a chance to sup it yet? Um, I was waiting. Through the lens. Sup through the lens. Uh, maybe it's just my nose today, because I'm getting a bit of apple off this, too. Ooh, is it the glass, perhaps? What was in the glass last? Uh, hopefully cleaning water. It's a new glass. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, it's a pint glass! Yeah, Hooray! So, so I think, actually, um, you and the new housemate brought pint glasses which are replacing the ones that mysteriously disappeared um so now i have multiple pint glasses that don't have branding that i can use to take pictures. nice it also yeah. kind of looks like apple juice it's nice and amber um mm. really clear though like i'm flipping you off you see i'm flipping <laughs> you off um mild head but it's quite creamy looking i don't know if you can the camera yeah. pick it up I think, again, I think I've had this before, but, mm. like, as soon as... I think it was in Morrison's years and years ago. Probably oh, wow. when they first started doing beer, so I've got no idea what I thought of it. Uh, it's thinner than I was expecting, especially with that head. Um, mm. It's mild... It is uh, a bit citrusy. Um, uh, the mouth feels really interesting. Yeah. Given that it's thin, spiping 6%. It does have a bit of viscosity to it, so it does do some mm. coating on the tongue. Um, but there's like a maltiness I wasn't expecting. Like it finishes yeah. malt forward, um, where I was expecting, you know, more hop bitterness at the end. Um, it's actually, yeah, kind of gives you a bit of biscuit, and then it kind of just fades to mm. a slight dryness in the mouth um and the citrus just kind of disappears mid sort of multi point in the flavor curve so when the malt kicks forward the citrus kind of just disappears and never comes back um yeah i mean there's definitely i mean there's definitely a hoppiness to it but the like bitter hoppy taste is very much in the back seat like, yeah. I had to look for it and to be like, yeah, it's mm. there the whole time. It's just really low, which is quite surprising for an IPA. Um, I know it's um, it's the brewery Beardo. Is that ah. is there any is there any other information on there? 
Uh, it's Robinson Brewery in Stockport. Okay. So what I don't know is, yeah. So I'm assuming Beardo is the is name. The name of the IPA. It's very confusing because the labeling for those of you who can't see. On the neck, there's a label. It says six percent and IPA spelled with a small i and then a dot, then a capital yeah. B dot a, and then the main label just says Beardo. So it seems like it would be the IPA from Beardo, but um, it's made by Frederick Robertson Limited in Stockport, which is a brewer. I don't know if this is a sub-brand type thing or brew brewed on behalf of, or uh, or they just their IPA is called. Beardo. Yeah, I mean, um, so I know the name Robinson, but I can't tell you any beers that they make. Um, just um, have oh, a yeah, quick so look. It, it's the name of Robinson Robertson Brewery's IPA called Beardo. Because yeah. I did a quick Google, and Robinson Brewery has it on their list. I don't. Oh my god, Ben, do you know what else they make? I don't know. I'm just about to look at that. They make the trooper. Oh, they do. Beer. They make the bloody fucking fucking. <laughs> I am made them beers. Oh, like uh, loads of stuff. They make loads of stuff. They oh, make that's loads super of stuff. Ah, uh, who knew? I didn't know that. Yeah, and lots of um, lots of Iron Maiden beers as well. Oh, trooper, super day of the dead, sun and steel, or at least they've. Yeah, they definitely the, have they? done more things with the Trooper brand. But also some of the other beers I saw in uh, the co-op, like were which I thought were from a different brewery because, of course, the labeling scheme was different. Were like the yeah. Mashup Pale Ale by them was there. I think even the Old Tom was there as well. And I just thought these were different things. But clearly mm. they figured out, go to co-op, sell. Like they have different branding looks so then these all seem like totally different beers but they're actually just a shelf from the same brewer yeah i do enjoy their um if you go on there about us i do enjoy the the photo of the i would assume that's the family that that, that run it oh wow all the different all the different characters uh in there like who who's running it who does what who just hangs out in the pub yeah there's definitely a lot of stories there that I can only speculate on. I know nothing about these people. Oh, it would be rude to say otherwise. I like how it's like combining inter- original recipe heritage brews such as Old Tom, first brewed in 1899, and Unicorn, legendary since 1896, with innovative young ales such as Dizzy Blonde, Wizard, and Trooper, created with Iron <laughs> Maiden. This <laughs> what differentiates Robinson's forward thinking with the best traditions. Good lord, what a hilarious. I hope I didn't speak too bad on that. But it's literally oh, Trooper dear. in all caps. And, like, nice. the whole thing is just this, like, very tidy, business-sounding thing, and they're just like, also, we did this with Iron Maiden. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I've had some of my beer. And? Um, it's got a lovely nose. Very, very smoky. And then on the on the, the taste. Mm. You get this nice sweetness almost straight away. Which... Gives way to a very light smokiness. The nose um, was quite a big sort of smoked flavour, and then on the taste, it's it's dialed down a little bit and paired with this this sweetness that kicks off, and it leaves you with a a nice mix. So the smokiness 
dries me out and is sort of towards the back of the mouth and that that sweetness is right at the front right on that on the on the front of the tongue as well like that that difference in in mouthfeel and what's kind of left flavor wise just sort of plays quite well together obviously being a porter it's super super dark oh yeah um, but- a little a light, very light brown head, but it sticks around on the glass. But it's so. also so opaque. Like yeah, between the brightness of like its opacity and the brightness of the, the light you are holding it close to, I could mm. literally count the bricks on your wall. Yeah, very much. It is. Um, yeah, and you can see the the waveforms in audacity on the other side oh, as yeah. they there we go. move across. It's um, yeah, very very opaque. Mm. But that's super easy. That's really, really nice. Somewhere in there, I was expecting maybe a little bit more of a um, a, a bitterness towards the end, but it's it's really, um, you know, it's only what was it five point four? Okay, yeah, so, so it is quite light. Um, that comes across as well um, in its viscosity. It's a little bit lighter. It's, it's nice and smooth, but it's a little bit lighter. Um, doesn't quite have a, a creaminess to it, but it's it's a porter. It's not a stout, so I'm getting a little bit of sweetness. It's a little bit lighter. It's a little bit wetter, um, um, sort of mouthfeel-wise, viscosity-wise, and it's got this nice lingering combination of um, sweetness and smokiness as mm. well. So just a, a well-made beer. That I'm Excellent. enjoying very much. I'm going to continue to do so. As we move on to what we're talking about next, Adol. Oh, what is that, Ben? Um, <laughs> well, I'll let you tell us. Yeah, okay, I was waiting. I was like, <laughs> how's he going to do this rehand back given that it's my topic? <laughs> uh, I thought, so Thingy comes out, um, Stadia is coming out. On yes, Google Stadia. November, on November 19th. Mm. Um, and they've released their launch library, and so I thought we would go through the entire thing because as a new as a new console, it's it, we'll we'll spend a few hours talking about all the things it can do. Oh wait, it's twelve games, <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna go through all of them. Uh, and fuck it, we're gonna go through it um, in alphabetical order. There's a couple I had to look up, so I'm hoping you might have some information on them. Otherwise, I will do some quick re-digging. But, coming in at number one, it's Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Never played it. Me neither. But it came out a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, came, yeah, exactly a year ago. And, um, it's interesting that... Um, They've got this, and they haven't got Origins. Um, obviously, that came out only the year previous to that, after they'd had a year off, and Assassin's Creed are taking another year off this year. So there's yeah. no mainline Assassin's Creed. I don't think there's any Assassin's Creed game uh, um, at all this year. And um, so they, they've also... Um, they've confirmed 14 additional titles by the end of 2019, and uh, Origins is not one of those either. Okay. Um, Fair yeah, enough. it's it, it's a bit odd. Mm. Um, I, I mean, the problem is that it's it, when they announced Stadia in like June, having something like Odyssey seems reasonable. Yeah, but the fact that November comes along and it's like well, we've got a cra- Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and then we're <laughs> like, uh huh, 
almost cool six story, months bro. later. Yeah. Um, along those lines, Destiny 2, the collection. Free almost everywhere. Uh, not the whole collection. Okay. You get all the expansions. But yes, right. the point, the fact that Destiny has recently gone free to play on all platforms, in, in, up to the point of expansion number three or whatever it is. I don't actually remember where the border is. But the fact that you can just get it for free. Yeah. Boy, that's a bad selling point, even if you are getting the non-free parts. Yeah, I mean, good for Bungie. Good for Bungie. I would oh, imagine yeah. that that deal was done after they split with Activision, Activision, unless there are any other Activision games on that list, which I don't think there are. Oh, no. Um, so, yeah, it would have been a nice little boost for Bungie as well, I would imagine. I also suspect they made that deal, given that the announcement was in June, I think, is the Stadia, or was it August, whenever Stadia's had their big thing? It was. It was around E3 time, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was around June. And I can't remember when Bungie left Activision, but that, yeah. must, that must be the start well, of I, the year, perhaps. Was it that early? Yeah. Maybe. Anyway. So, um, oops. We've gone from A to D. Yeah. Uh, now so we're going there's to no, G. Oh, there's, there's no Battleborn. There's no... Uh... <laughs> oh, man, Battleborn would do amazing. <laughs> we st- we found old servers, and we hooked them yeah. into our cloud, and now you can play that game you liked, you four people. Yeah, um, I would have... Uh, well, you, it, 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 it's a very odd... It's going to be a very odd list that people are listening to, and there's lots of games I would have thought would have come out, and they may be these 14 additional games, you know, something like maybe Borderlands 3, I would have thought would have come with this. Okay, sure. Now we're going to have to talk briefly about the 14 additional titles. <laughs> because Borderlands 3 is one of them. Okay, we'll come to those later. We yeah, can, yeah, we, yeah. Can, we can do with those later. Yeah. Um, so the next game is Guilt. G-Y-L-T. It is set in a creepy and melancholic world. Guilt is an eerie story mixing fantasy and reality in a surrealist place where your nightmares become reality. Hide from terrible creatures or confront them as you find your way through the challenges of this wicked world. So I it think just this, came out. This, yeah, this is a. Is this for Google Stadia? Was it made for Stadia? Oh, good question. Because I think it's to. You're right. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it is Tequila Works. Yeah. 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 It is like only a, a state. It's it's a Stadia exclusive. Yeah. A yeah. state exclusive. I would imagine it it's will probably a, not stay exclusive. <laughs> probably a smaller title. Um, you know the, the previous games um, Tequila Works have done like Rhyme um, yeah. have been have been good but they have been slightly smaller experiences um, I don't know Rhyme probably clocked in around the 6 to 8 hour kind of mark something like that so not quite as big as they say, also your, did the Sexy Brutal oh did they yeah, I yeah. own that but I don't think I've ever played, played it, it. Yeah, me too. I definitely own it and they've done Deadlight Director's Cut Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, th- I, th- I think this was... This screams strategic, right? Yeah, We need absolutely. to have some indie game bona fide. Yep. We'll do an exclusive. Yeah. Uh, I... But the thing is, I haven't seen almost no... Nothing about this game, press-wise. Even in the yeah. indie-ish stuff. So it's like... You, you want people to want to play it, such that they have to get Stadia. Versus just checking the indie game box, and it feels yeah. like marketing wise, it's the checking of the box. Because again, like I've, I I don't know anything about it. 
Yeah, it was included in the obviously in their lineup when they um, started to yeah. promote this. Um, I think they gave um, you know some footage on it, a little trailer on it, and it looked interesting. Um, but that's kind of it. That's about all we've heard. And obviously, it's then not in the same circles of lots of other indie games which are coming to either PC, you know, the massive audience that's that's already on PC that play indie games, or any of the consoles. It's not funded by sort of exclusively by any of the consoles, so you don't already have that big player base to kind of draw on for a new indie title. It's 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 kind of they're relying on early adopters, essentially founders. Yeah. Um, is it the founders pack that they they had out um, for 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 people to be able to purchase and things? They're relying on those people to kind of to play this. Yeah, and I can't see it being a I can't see it being a seller. I can't see it being a system seller. No, I I think if it like I said if it, if they wanted to be a system seller, they would have had to like actually tell people about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, yeah. So again, interesting. Uh, and like uh, again, uh, I did the minimal amount of research because that's the kind of person I am. <laughs> Don't tell the people I'm literally trying to get jobs as an academic researcher. As um, but you play this little girl, and it's got a neat aesthetic. Um, it looks cool. Um, I I'm curious about it, but that's where it sort of stops this curiosity. Mm. Um. This is a standard Ben favorite uh, in the J category. Just Dance 2020. <laughs> Another interesting one. Ubisoft just threw it at them. Like, yeah, have this. Don't worry about it. I think it's also I, I, the way. So, because I know the list, I really think that a lot of it is. Look, we have name a genre. We've got a game. But it's like yeah, you don't you, yeah. you don't want to sell this as an all around thing. You want to sell it to people specifically. Oh, um, sorry, I don't know if you can hear the cat in the background. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna stand up. Uh, you can tell me why you love Just Dance while I open the door for the Ellie face to get out. <laughs> Come on. Um, I think. Uh, have I ever played a Just Dance game? I think I may have, I may have played a couple of rounds at someone's house. Maybe, yeah, I think I have. I think I have played Just Dance, maybe once or twice. I definitely have not. It, it's always an interesting <coughs> way for them to launch into, you know, their conferences for uh, E3 for Ubisoft, and it's always yeah. that bit. You're like, well, this is clearly the Just Dance bit. Mm, sure, let's move on quickly, please. Yeah. But yeah. Thank God the whole conference isn't just dance. <laughs> um, yeah. What's next? Uh, a game called Kine. K-I-N-E. This is Ooh. one of the ones I didn't know about. No, I don't either. It's a challenging 3D puzzle game about music machines and dreams. Ooh, is it a Stadia exclusive? Uh, it is on. I got that brief description from the Epic Game Store. <laughs> okay, not good. Not a Stadia exclusive then. It's also on Steam. Right. Um, it came out last month. It, oh, it's on all the things. So it's on oh, Switch. Oh, okay. Switch, Xbox, PS4, Stadia, Epic. Oh, oh, interesting. Their announced trailer doesn't have Steam. But yeah, it's yeah. I I've seen I have seen this advertised on Epic Store. 
Oh, I see. It's not out. It's not out. So they have a Steam mm. page, but they don't have um, a price or yeah, anything because so, it's not yeah. out there yet. But so it, yeah, Epic it, exclusive for PC now. wise at yeah. the moment. Yeah. Um, it it looks real interesting. Again, yeah. Uh, I don't know how much of the music hit. Like I've just looked at the quick trailer. It, it's it's definitely an interesting platformer. You, wh- whatever you are, you like extend and change your shape in certain ways. Mm-hmm. You're like a little robot thing. Cool. Let's check the puzzle game box. Yeah. And then a thing that every time I see it in print, I think it says Mortal Kombat Two, <laughs> but it's in fact Mortal Kombat Eleven. <laughs> But yeah, I kind of wish it was Mortal Kombat 2. Yeah. I, I would like to try Mortal Kombat 2 on the Stadia for a long time because uh, I hadn't console gamed in ages. And when I first got a PS3, it was because it was – I had a home theater with a nice projector and it was the best Blu-ray player you could get. And yeah. the I had so few games for a while because uh, I just didn't think of it as a gaming device. But I got Mortal Kombat 2. So for a while, my most played game on the PS3 was Mortal Kombat 2. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, so Mortal Kombat 2 slash 11. Uh, again, fighting games seems like checking a box, but also I don't know enough about the world of fighting games, but this seems all right. Yeah, um, released this year. But earlier? Yeah, I mean, yes, earlier. (laughs) Um, But at least it is a 2019 game. Um, I would imagine that this scene on on Mortal Kombat 11 is still there, that there are people playing it. Yeah. They're already, you know, they're obviously already playing it on their system of choice. For these these more online multiplayer games, uh, they've said nothing about being able to play with people on other platforms, which suggests that you would be moving to Stadia to play Mortal Kombat 11 with the four other people who have a Stadia and want to play Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, that's interesting. This is why I thought going through the list would be an actually interesting exercise. Like Thinking about how these games work and only early adopters and being another separate silo. Yeah. Right? Like, it's... Oof. It'd be interesting to see what they can do, whether they can tap into other people playing other people. But then there's a lot of, uh, you know, can they can they get those other PC players? But it's how it then talks to each other, how well that streaming service works, talking to other people on a hard drive based thing. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Um that's way above my pay grade. But also, it's not a PC, so it's, you're not guaranteed to line up with PC silo either. True. Yeah. Um, there's comes here's the big one, which mostly well, mostly reminded me Red Dead Redemption Two. That's a big game. It's a big game that's old, but it doesn't matter because it's a huge game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what it did tell me though was wait, what? How 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 do they have Red Dead Redemption Two? Oh, they finally released the Windows PC version of Red Dead Redemption Two. Thanks, Stadia announcement. Now I know I can get I can play that game on a PC. <laughs> <laughs> I'd I'd look into that a little bit more because everything I read about the PC release just keeps telling me it's a little bit broken. Oh, I'm sure it uh, is. Every every time Rockstar releases a PC version, it's garbage. 
<laughs> Just. So it'll be interesting to see what um, what base they are using for this version of Red Dead Redemption Two. If well, it is so, that, if it is the PC code that they I mean, are using on there. So the so the looking at the list, I don't think there's a single game that isn't a PC game. Yes. Yeah. Um, which suggests that. So I mean, I was speaking in jest with with respect to the silos because they're trying to say it's their its own platform. But I wouldn't mm. be surprised if it's just kind of like what the NVIDIA now was doing, which is we've got computers writing PC games. They're really nice yeah. computers. They write PC games really well. They send it to you. In which mm. case, it'll be the broken version of Red Dead Redemption Two, which is yeah. why I thought that was interesting because I also found out the, that uh, RDR was just not great on the windows experience but if you're like oh i can't didn't want a ps4 or an xbox but i really want to play red dead redemption 2 cool i'm getting a console thing it'll be the (laughs) console thing version no it's probably going to be the shitty pc version (laughs) yeah right like and and it's again this like i'm not clear what's under the hood and like unless you pay enough attention to these things you can like infer Oh yeah, this is a PC. Whatever it's doing is doing PC stuff. Which in mm. which case I might not want to play Red Dead Redemption 2 on this thing. But the average person might not do not do that and that sucks. Yeah, cuz yeah. they're not saying we stream PC games. We're we're a magic new platform. So again, I think Stadia um isn't really going to sell very well to people that aren't already on multiple platforms and you know they, they, they have multiple systems to play with I don't think Stadia currently is being spoken about in the same way that you know if someone if someone who hasn't got a console um, you know they're still on their old 360 and this Christmas they say hey mum I want a new console they're not getting Stadia because they don't fucking know about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, but this is, I guess, the broader thing, which is, except for people who just want the shiny thing, who the mm. fuck is this for? <laughs> like all Google executives, games, mate. That's well, who this is for. We'll, we'll, we'll pause because let's just get through the last chunk of the list. Yes. Um, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Ah, uh, we could hit. We can hit. Three of them now, can't we? Really? Yeah, I was going to say, and and if we skip a bit, we can say Shadow of the Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, and the final one on the alphabetical list, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. What mm. I want to know is why can't I get the Definitive Edition of the Rise of the Tomb Raider? I don't think they've released it. Um, <laughs> and they are releasing it though, aren't they? That is going to come out, I believe. There yeah, is yeah, going to it, be a Definitive Edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But these um, are these are again. It feels like trying to capture like third person person platform puzzle adventure yep. game and they clearly made a deal fuck we'll take all three but like well, makes sense to have a have to have yeah. have all three of the games to see out that that story in full i can see someone who getting stadia who hasn't played these playing, yeah, all, playing all the way through absolutely yeah and again that's one of the reasons why i found it odd that they didn't have assassin's creed origins yeah good yeah because Origins and Odyssey do sort of pair together in ways that, the, the, like... Yes, the um, I believe, having not played Odyssey, um, I understand that the present-day stuff is the same girl, it's the same protagonist. Um, 
Yeah. So that storyline continues on, and you may start Odyssey, and I don't know how they split that being in ancient Greece versus the real, um, the, the, sorry, the present day sort of stuff. I don't know how well. <laughs> I like how the idea that ancient Greece is fake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. That's why I corrected myself. Not I know, real, but world. I well, like the idea. I'm Assassin's, happy with Assassin's it. Creed Ancient Greece is definitely yeah. fake, yeah, I mean, especially yeah. with all their Atlantis stuff that they threw in. And we know they cool. didn't have that kind of resolution then. Yeah, everything was, blurry. <laughs> and everything was in black and white back then yeah. as well. Anyway, so um, yeah, yeah. I just I just found it odd that 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 they'd include these three and not include um, include Origins, but um, okay, the Tomb Raider games are. A lot shorter. You could probably yeah. bang out all three of these games in exactly the same. Well, not exactly. Sorry, not at all. But in 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 the same amount of time that you could get through Odyssey. Right. Yeah. So the Assassin's Creed games are a bit bigger of an experience. Uh, but but I think it like I get releasing or saying, look, you get all three. I find it really puzzling when you've got such a small immediate library. Like it just seems like padding. I don't know how anyone else sees it. But like to me, it's like, okay, so you got nine games, and this other yeah. trilogy, yeah, like you don't again because the rest. Of, I think actually what it is is the rest of it is like we're gonna hit all these other genres. We're gonna make sure mm-hmm. we have all the genres covered, but not twelve genres because three <laughs> of them are the same fucking series. <laughs> it's just it's just it feels weird. Given the other like noticeable calculations, yeah, um, I haven't played them all. I only played halfway through the first one, which I really enjoyed. I just lost track mm. of. Um, yeah, I own them because you know that's what happens. Yeah, I don't own Shadow. I'd like to. I would like to finish out that trilogy mm. um, again. Shadow's one I've been waiting for it to hit a certain price. I, I I played Rise at the beginning of this year. Really enjoyed it. Wait, is Rise the second one or the third one? Yes, Rise is the second one and Shadow is, is the third one. How is there a definitive edition of the first and third, but not the second? Um, Weird. Uh, the second one is Rise of the Tomb Raider 20... 16? 25 no, year no. celebration, I think. Mm. So maybe it's a definitive edition, it's just the... Um, They've just called it something yeah. slightly different because it's 25 years of Tomb Raider. Um, but they are, so they are getting the definitive edition of Shadow of the Tomb Raider then. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So uh, then we got Samurai Showdown. Mm-hmm. Another fighting game, but on the other spectrum. Again, seems very calculated. You like fighting games? You, you want to fuck around? Play Mortal Kombat 11? You want to play the some sort of competitive thing? This, I mean, I don't know anything about it, but it just seems like the exact type of niche fighting game that people yeah it is, and I think it is another it is a niche fighting game again I mean it's an um, SNK game right an like... SNK yes and a game from this year again as well so the, the two fighting games that they have are game are, are games from yeah. this year you know they haven't gone to Capcom for, for sort of like Street Fighter 5 right um, or gone for some of the other other fighting games um, which I, I think there's another game to, to kind of chart out on to, to discuss on this but um, considering a uh, Another game they have on that upcoming list. Yeah, I would have expected another fighting game to have been here as well. You but can we can talk it. about that in a moment. Sure, let's just crank through. So again, this seems super calculated. SNK fighting game 2019. Look, we 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 can play with big boys, but again, 
that niche, I don't know why you're chasing it because lag is input lag is a thing. Like mm. people care about their controllers. Streaming game, even if you are miraculously on, do you have a service that somehow does, fixes the problems of whatever a local internet connection is, which is impossible, but let's pretend Stadia can do that. There's still going to be a lag there on the picked perfect version. Yeah. Um, and I mean that on before the transaction of play, online play because it's also being streamed. There's just no way people who have kind of had to begrudgingly accept online plays lag are going to accept another layer of lag. It just seems like a really weird thing to chase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I agree. And the, I mean, the last game is a game I really enjoy. Uh, Thumper. Yeah. Uh, I've played it in VR. It's a little frenetic. <laughs> a bit intense. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and yeah, I think that it's called the, I think the developer calls it a rhythm violence game. <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, came out in 2016, though. October 2016. Yeah. Right? And then kind of ported around and put on yeah, all of the VR devices and, and, yeah. Like, it's it's on all the VR platforms. It's on the Switch. It's on everything. Mm. Uh, they did a really good job. But, yeah, it's a rhythm game, right? I mean... Mm-hmm. Again, seems like they're trying to check a box, and that's like a real cheap way of doing it. Yeah, it, it kind of, it almost, um, I don't know, it doesn't doesn't cater to the Just Dance crowd, but you can no, kind no, of see... Yeah, Just that, Dance that, is those... a interactive Wii, OG Wii type game style thing. Yeah. And this is a rhythm game, which like you can be hardcore about. Like, Yeah, yeah, but... it kind of... It's it's almost that next sort of step up. I, I was going to say it sort of doesn't quite cater to the same crowd, but you can see a few people maybe that are like, oh, just dance, okay, and then not knowing what Thumper is and going, oh, this is a bit more my beat, yeah, as it were. Yes, uh, a, a little miming for the YouTube viewers. Um, yeah, so I mean, before we go into the the extended list, which I'm just going to read until you tell me to stop. Um, so, because mm-hmm. I just wanted to say something about the whole thing, which is it seems so calculated, but the reason why it does is because it's so small, so it must have to have been calculated. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if I was a founder person, like I pre pre bought, and again, they they gave this impression on their um, initial like Stadia announcements and and whatnots that like it'd be a, a huge library. I'd be mm. fucking pissed with twelve. Yeah, absolutely. And 12, where, let's see, um, Odyssey's from 2018. Mm-hmm. Destiny 2, most of it's from before this year. Um, RDR 2 is from last year. All three Tomb Raiders are from last year. So that's half. Yeah. Are all old. Yeah, that people have probably already played. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, it's just, uh, I see the calculations right on the page, and I'm just kind of, like, unimpressed by it, I guess. Mm. Um, and this is before we even know if any of these genres are great at being streamed. Like, rhythm yeah, games could true. just flop. Mm. Like, can you imagine the frustration of trying to time to the whims of internet packet flow? <laughs> You'd imagine that they've done a lot of testing, but yeah, yeah, but, but one again, slight hiccup, one person in your house downloading something or watching iPlayer or doing something else that's slightly more intensive 
just gives you that that and a millisecond yeah. of of speed difference. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how. Yeah, and I could be totally wrong. Maybe technology out. has figured it out, but it just seems mm. like. And maybe they like yeah I don't know it'll be interesting. Uh, yeah. So now let's just crank through. Um, so supposedly by the end of 2019 we'll have the following 14 titles, one of which is Borderlands 3. Um, and Doom Eternal was originally on this list, but it's going to be delayed till March. This is from Polygon. I am stealing their research. Um, okay, so Attack on Titan 2 Final Battle. Don't anything about it. Sounds like anime freaks want a game. Cool. Check that box. <laughs> Borderlands 3. Darksiders Genesis. Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. Was this the fighting game you were thinking of? So Dragon Ball Xenoverse is the um, like the RPG oh, right, action right, right, right. Yeah, one. Yeah. And Dragon Ball Fighters is, is the on this new, list. Yeah. And I would have thought it would have been... Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's what I meant. Is this where... Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, it seems odd. Given that it currently actually has quite an interesting following. Yeah. Uh, Farming Simulator 19. Because why the fuck not? Again, yep. I feel like they're just chasing genres. Different genre, sure. But like they're also chasing genres with not by not getting the top. Sorry, the top game of the genre. Like, <laughs> look, you like simulators? We've got a simulator. Yeah, but no one really likes that simulator. We have a <laughs> simulator. Uh, Final Fantasy 15. Good game. Yeah. Not a standard RPG, so you're not winning standard RPG, especially even JRPG fans. A lot of non-like JRPG fans weren't yeah. super impressed. Well, they're, um, they're already in with Square Enix, aren't they? With the with the Tomb Raider games, so why not? Yeah, pick I'm sure they're all their older I'm, titles. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Football Manager 2020, everyone's favorite sporting game. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the only sports game? No, there's another one. Oh, um, Ghost oh, Recon yeah. Breakpoint. Again, that's like the people who want to play that game are going to play it this month. So again, yeah. having it on the delayed list really sucks. And and again, um, from everything I've read, another quite broken game. Yeah. Mm. And again, so again, on the supposition that this is a PC version. Mm. Oops. Um, grid. Yeah, so they got a racing game. There's the racing game. Yeah, there we go. We finally we finally got that ticked. Tick. The the biggest of all the racing games as well. Um, <laughs> Grid. Mm. Yeah, and then a game you really liked, Metro Exodus. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, there's there, there's that genre of like wandering shooters. <laughs> Again, from the start of the year. Yeah. Uh, and then here is. Uh, oh, actually, technically, there's two more. Um, but NBA 2K20 mm. is Another the other game, game I was thinking of uh, with sporting. Um, yes. I, but also, so you took a 2K game, NBA? Is that the best one? I mean, well, maybe, I mean, maybe it's I, I, got big numbers in, in the States. But it's, um, it's, I think I think what they're trying to do is they're clearly working with certain publishers. So they're working with two K. So they've yeah. got um, they've got uh, Red Dead Redemption, they've got Borderlands Three, and now they've got NBA Two K Twenty. They seem to be going right. We need we've got these 
10 publishers on board um oh, no, square yeah, enix are one bethesda yeah. are one with all of those games 2k yeah so then they're trying to it seems they're going here are our publishers what is there in the games of the last year or two that we can then say here is this genre and this yeah. genre and this oh, yeah, genre totally this I, genre. I guess yeah. i just I'm, I'm surprised that they picked nba but maybe i just don't know how popular basketball games actually are um are there any other 2k games at the moment Aren't they? Uh, sorry, um, uh, like sport games. Um, they lost the football franchise. Oh, so I forgot no, about that. There's no football game anymore from those guys. There's not. There's not a, a football game, as I would say, a soccer game from them anymore. I forgot uh, about that. So that's what, actually that's what what went wrong was I forgot that both those things happened. Mm, um, so this is yeah, the, only the only sports one. game. It's they the do. only one. Uh, that, yeah. From, yeah. WWE 2K20 yeah. just came out. Uh, yeah. No, that's exactly it. Uh, I didn't. I I somehow missed all of that. Like in my conscious memory, that makes tons of sense. Of course, it's NBA. It's the only one. Cool. I retract that. You just partnered with not a sporting company anymore. <laughs> uh, Rage Two. Mm-hmm. Another game from this year. Another that open world first person shooter that had reviews. Yes, and the reviews weren't in any particular direction. No, no, they very super. Mixed. Ha- I mean, a couple of people had specific opinions on specific characters or ways of displaying evil, but generally, kind of just a meh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then here's the game that I forgot was technically sporting: Trials Rising. Oh, I sp- well, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, depends how you want to. It's somewhere between sporting and racing and something, something. Mm-hmm. Again, it came out at the beginning of the year, I think. Yep, February. Well, yeah, one of those February 22nd games, uh, along with um, Metro Exodus as well, wasn't it? Yep. Um, they were going to come out on the same day, and then Metro moved, Trials maybe moved as well on that, that on that February 22nd date that about 10 games were all going to just yeah. fall on. Yeah. And then people were like, oh shit, this might not work so well. Everything, everything moved. Yeah. Um, and then finally, Wolfenstein Youngblood. Mm, a game I haven't got to yet, which uh, I would like I've to heard, play. I've heard nothing but meh again. Uh, yes, yes. They've changed the formula up slightly, um, and people weren't too impressed with what they'd done. Uh, yeah, I mean, some of that seemed to be like angry gamers about playing women, but some of it just seemed like there wasn't enough innovation for what happened. I mean, ignore. Yeah, yeah. Um, sort of ignoring the the the, the boys, the shitty people. Yeah. Um, I think it, a lot of it was around the sort of the microtransactions, the 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 idea of the grind versus what you can purchase. Oh yeah, it how was you progress, it was how you upgrade yeah. those sorts of things. Um, a bit of an issue around the AI because it's a it, it is like a co-op shooter. Um, so if you're not playing with a human, you've got the 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 AI playing the the second character, and that didn't quite sort of stack up. You know, comparable to older. Older games, N sixty four, GameCube games, where the uh, <laughs> the AI yeah. or even even Resident Evil 5's AI characters that aren't very good. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Again, it just so even with the expanded list, which again I think should have been a minimum at a launch, is something like twenty five, twenty six. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. These games should have come out uh, all the yeah, yeah. Uh, and and again, they're all older games mm-hmm. 
So, like, then it's like, well, why didn't? Like, it's not like you couldn't get to the source code or some build or something because they're not new. Yeah. So why 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 aren't they available in two, you know three days or whatever? I mean, it, it, some of it might come down to um, previous publishing rights with certain people. You know, uh, Metro Exodus um, was exclusive to say Epic, Epic and yeah. it came out then again on PlayStation and and this and this may have been the earliest. Oh, yeah. At least when it's going to release, maybe the earliest time they could oh, have yeah. released it. But but like it just seems like that type of thing you could have figured out, and it just makes your launch look super like it's kind of worse to have within a month of launch adding more than a hundred percent of your lo- like launch yeah. amount. Because yeah. what people see is twelve games, mm. not in a month twenty six games. Yeah, and I'd have, um, as we were kind of introing this, I'd have expected, being like, yeah, there, there's 12 games, that, that's kind of the thing that I know about this, I'd have expected there to be at least another three or four games within a week, and then another three or four, five, six games within another week of that, not then another dump in a, you know, well, before they have, the end of the year yeah, at they some actually, point. So they might, be, they might bleed it out, they haven't actually said, which is, again, yeah. problematic. Yeah, and it's absolutely. crucially problematic because this is the most cloud-based anything has been. Yeah, there is no way for you to own a game. Like, so you're buying a subscription to twelve games, and they're saying we'll probably give you fourteen within a month. <laughs> I think what we need to do is find someone who's ordered this and get them to come on and have a beer with us. Oh yeah, actually, that's a very good idea. I will. Mm. I, I have some people I know who have purchased it. I don't know if they're beer fans in, in like Facebook groups I'm a, I'm a part of. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I will I will send a feeler out. That, that's a really good idea, Ben. Yeah, absolutely. And it's you know obviously we can sit here and kind of criticise the the games they have out on launch and you know people have been working behind the scenes to kind of get this um, to get this up and running. It seems like they've had a lot of time to be able to do this. Uh, a lot of these twelve games were used in the promotional materials around e3 um not that we've seen as you said adam not that we've seen a huge amount of promotion since then really but like uh, and it, it it just it just sort of begs to me like who, this releases in a week who knows about this no one i mean people who listen to us now <laughs> but yeah that's i mean that's my the really weird thing is it it it, it seemed like they generated some buzz Mm. Uh, on their big actual like presentation thing, and then now we're a week before release, and that buzz has been long dead, and they haven't done any new buzz. Yeah, like have, have you given up? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Oh dear. So let's finish our conversation there this week. Unless you have any further final no. pertinent points, no. Fair enough. I, I literally came with the topic of I'm going to read a list, but because I'm me, <laughs> I'm going to interrupt myself and say things about a list. <laughs> That's fair. That's all you need. That's all you need. Uh, so, yes, that is us for this week. Adol, beers. Ooh. Um, I think I can very quickly and very easily, I'll just remind you of them, I think I easily know that the um, suit supporter from Olenort, um mm. was my favourite this week. Uh, the the velocity from Saltair did grow on me a little bit. That um, that initial kind of soured fruits and slightly off, slightly fermented kind of flavour, it did start to um, 
just to become a little bit more delicate it lost some of its initial kind of punch from that and it became a little bit more palatable as i drank it um but the the, the porter was just nice from the from the start i enjoyed it um it it, it kept a lot of its flavor um remained smoky and sweet and a nice combination of those two um notes ran all the way through whilst it was dry it did just enough to want me to go back to it rather than needing to go back to it so uh, a well-made um nice porter to finish my um drinking for this evening out on uh, adult how about you uh i think taste wise i really <coughs> excuse me i really liked the toast um craft mm. lager uh my only complaint was it just wasn't quite bubbly enough yeah um contrast that with the beardo which i kind of drank and enjoyed but it felt like a beer just sure. like didn't really do anything specifically ipa kind of just yeah I, I was happy to have a beer it also wasn't super bubbly um it was just like okay well i had a beer mm. and there was like by the end of it i could have easily been having a beer on one of the many nights out i had in the past couple of weeks uh, where I was just having a beer for a beer's sake. So it yeah. goes to toast with the reservation that I wish it had more bubbles. But it actually was a very... It was an interesting uh, lager. Uh, and it, it tasted like a lager, but had... A, like It was a craft lager. Like, there's something interesting about it outside of cra- uh, lagering this, not just because it's made by a small place. Mm. So it's the toast. Nice. Yeah. Good. So there are our beers this week. There are the games that we're thinking about playing, systems that we're deriding. But me never at all. <laughs> if people want to talk to you about all of those things, how do they do so? You can reach me on all the socials except TikTok um, at the Omniarch. T H E O M N I A R C H. I actually think I might have a Snapchat as the Omniarch, but I don't have it installed on anything. But I text sure. there. You could um, add him and send photos, but we'll never see them. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, uh, the past few weeks, uh, we have finally got off of hiatus, and this next act has been continuously, <laughs> for at least four weeks, um, putting out uh, new episodes. That's the live comedy night that I produce and turn into a podcast uh, here in Bristol. Uh, so take, check that out. Um, we're also on the socials there, uh, and I take the pictures at the show and this neck at this next act on instagram is a place where you can tell me that i'm good or bad at take pictures of people looking <laughs> like they might be funny <laughs> nice uh some you know some positive criticism is always uh, is always uh, welcome yeah, totally. on, the, on the work that we do um if you'd like to do that for the podcast you can get us in lots of different ways uh, at tanked up cast on instagram or twitter tanked up cast at gmail.com if you want to send us some longer form thoughts you can go to outoflives.net to listen to other podcasts read other articles um our youtube fa- page has our lovely faces you can see the beers that we're drinking over there as well and there's occasionally um, a few little videos that go up every now and again um, that's the Out of Lives Facebook, uh, sorry, uh, YouTube page. Uh, I am at Nova underscore forty seven. If you want to get hold of me on um, on the platforms that I own, I'm not going to list them now. Just try them up, see what happens. But Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, 
PlayStation, Steam, Epic uh, Games Store, GOG Galaxy 2, uh, maybe Origin, um, what's you play? You play? That's fine. Ubisoft. Yeah. Those ones. Those things. But, yeah, also, message us on Instagram or something, and we can tell you more succinctly where and if we are available <laughs> to play games with you. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. also, uh, there's an Out of Lives Discord, which you can find a link to on the Out of Lives Facebook page. And then you can yes. just chat at us in person. And that's just easier. <laughs> it is. It is. It is much easier than trying to message us on something to then talk to us on something else. Uh, yeah. So do that. Go to the go to the Discord and um, just get involved in the conversations that we have over there. So for this week, we've been slightly tanked up. Bye. Ciao. www.outoflives.net.